0: Hello, hello to the sweetest, and I do mean the dearest and sweetest people on earth. God's wonderful, blessed, holy people. And Chad said with me, Amen! Amen. Amen. To Jesus be the praise. So nice to be with you today. And you know, a lot of you like it when we're in the car. I was with a pastor a few days ago from Brazil, uh, Pastor Duque, and he said, I watch you. And I even watched it when you're in the car. Oh, that's said, awesome. oh how nice. So today we're gonna to talk about the practice of the presence of the Lord. And Chad is gonna ask me some questions too along the way. Okay. Lord, I thank you for what you're gonna show us to you with the praise, the glory, the honor. Amen. Okay. Now the practice of the presence of the Lord was given to us in the tabernacle. If we look at the seven revelations of the tabernacle, not one of us would ever be defeated if we practiced them. Wow. Yeah, because in the tabernacle is a prayer. We pray as God gave us the roadmap in the tabernacle. I, I like to call it the roadmap into the presence of the Lord. So the practice of the presence of God has a road map. And God is so so precious and so sweet to give us such clear-cut instructions. Here's how you find me. Isn't that amazing? So God doesn't leave us to ourselves to say, well, you just find me and find your way to find me. He says, here's the road map. It's like the navigation. Right now we have this navigation on. We're, we're going uh, to, to Orlando. And uh, we have the little nav that you know tells us how to get to where we're going to go. So, thing about the the tabernacle is our navigational system. It's, it's our GPS. It's it's our GPS exactly. Yeah, awesome. Where where God says, okay, here's where I am. Come come find me. Mal bakol Hallelujah. It excites me because I think God is so gracious to, to not just hide Himself somewhere and say, you just come look for me. No, He says, here's where I am, and here's how you find me. So, number one, number one is the gate. Nobody can find God Till we come to the gate And that gate is Jesus Why? Because God told Moses Here are the colors Of the gate What are they? Well, number one Because, you know And amazingly They, they, they fit the Gospels they, they fit the Gospels Purple Number one Number two White Number three Scarlet And four blue These are the revelations of the Lord In the Bible He's the king He's the perfect man He's the suffering savior Son of God Four revelations So when you put the revelation together There's only one name that that, that comes out Jesus So we have to come to Jesus We cannot find God's presence If we don't come to Jesus So Jesus is the gate He is the way, truth, and life. He is the gate. So now what do I do? I wait on the Lord. I wait for Him to make Himself real to me. That's the gate. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and so on. So I don't find the gate by sitting and doing nothing. I don't find the gate by reading books or talking to my friends. I find the gate by waiting upon the Lord Jesus. So when we, we, we go into our closet and we're quiet, we're waiting upon the Lord. Simple. I've said often, there is, there is no power in prayer. There really is no power in prayer. There is power in the presence of Jesus. That's real prayer. Because religions pray. People pray all the time. Some of them don't, well, many of them who don't know the Lord pray. But that doesn't mean anything. Look how many cults pray. They even pray to the demonic. So there's not they, you know, let's let's dismiss all that. The real power, real power is when Jesus shows up. That's real power. Then there's power in prayer. Real prayer. True prayer. True prayer is when we wait upon the Lord and He quickens us and makes Himself real to us. That's the gate. Isn't that simple? I mean, there's nothing to do except wait. Just wait. David said, Wait. I said, Wait. And He repeated, Wait. How should one wait? Ah, how should one wait? That's a great question. I believe waiting upon the Lord demands stillness. And stillness and quietness are are not the same. Quietness is soulish. Stillness is spiritual. So we come to that place where... And you know, we all begin with quietness, naturally. But quietness eventually becomes stillness. Now here's what I do. What I do is, I read the Word first. Because the, the Word of God brings stillness into my spirit. It's very hard to bring stillness just sitting doing nothing sure. so you let the bible remove all the things in the way like plow the land you know yeah. you know plow the hard grounds you know as like Hosea says so in the book of of Hosea he talks about that you know that right yeah so so it's very important to let the word of God bring in the moisture. Bring in that that moisture that where the ground isn't so hard. Our our hearts become softer, and then as you read the word, and you let God just plow the land, then you wait upon the Lord. And it's easy now to get into stillness because now the God's word has done the work. Okay. Any other questions? And that's it. Okay. So the minute the Lord becomes real, now we come to the second step, and the second step is the cross. Where now the Lord makes his death on the cross so real to us. That's where we break. That's where we repent. That's where we ask him to forgive us, to cleanse us. Because now his presence is real and we have someone to talk to. There's a relationship now that is there. So it's no longer just talking. It's now talking to the Lord, to the person of Jesus. Because he's real. Fellowship is not possible without his reality. And what happens at the gate is he becomes real at the gate. Waiting upon the Lord makes him so real. Once he's real, everything is now really very, very easy. Now though, the work of Calvary becomes so powerful that when we say, cleanse me, it's a reality of cleansing that is indescribable. That right after that You are free from condemnation And guilt Because if guilt and condemnation stay It means it's not reality Because it's all mental Now it's all flesh There's a big difference When the flesh prays And when the Holy Spirit prays through you And you can tell the difference For example When the flesh prays Even when people pray in tongues It's not real tongues It's imitation tongues. You know what I mean by imitation tongues? It sounds like tongues, but it isn't. And suddenly, when the quickening comes, and the Lord becomes real, the next thing you know, the cross becomes real, and when you say, wash me, everything, every cell in your body knows it. You've had that happen to you. It's like complete deliverance from that sin. Like God takes the very consciousness of it away for it says in Hebrews 12 if the blood of goats and, and sheep and bulls and so on can cleanse at that time how much more so the blood of Christ cleanse the very purify the very consciousness of sin the very awareness of sin the very memory of sin what well, is not just words empty words and you people go back and repeat the, the sin and then have to repent again Because it's total deliverance Because of that reality of the Lord And that is the altar of sacrifice The altar of sacrifice is the cross And now there is also power that comes Because that altar had horns Four horns And that's power There is real power over sin in In that revelation of the cross And Satan cannot do anything about it that, that sin will not come back. It's broken for good. And how many people need that? Dear God, how many people need that? Now we come to the Word, which is the labor. And the Word now begins to cleanse us within with the water of the Word. And the water of the Word is revelation truth that, be- that becomes so real to us. God literally begins to reveal to us His Word in depth. Because only the blood can make that possible. Only the blood of Jesus can remove the the distractions, can remove the fog out of the way. And now suddenly, God's Word begins to talk to us. Even what, we, what we've read before, the presence became real. Now becomes real in a, in a very powerful way. I've noticed many times, when I begin reading the Word... I, I hope I can explain this. I Usually I read the like, books of the Bible. But every day I read the Psalms. But I always read the Psalms after the Lord is real. Why? And it's an amazing thing that happens. I, I really don't know if I have words to describe it. It's like my eyes change. It's like everything about my ability to receive changes yeah. you, 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 you've had it happen it's I'm like, sure huh? like we've received the mind of Christ and we well, it's, what it's the like Christ a new is. mind yeah it's yeah. like a new mind now looking at it so I read the word and I'll read let's say 10 chapters 15 chapters while I'm waiting on the Lord and then I I, I wait like I I'm quiet and then stillness hits me now Jesus is real. Now the work of the cross is real. And now, I'm in the Psalms because the Psalms are the prayers of Jesus Himself. And I begin to pray the Psalms. And when I pray the Psalms, I'm telling you before God Almighty, it's like I'm in a different place. Now, I could pray those, those, those Psalms before the Lord becomes real. And it's, it's, the, it's like a different lenses, different, it's not the same. Now I'm reading... And it's like, I can't believe, first of all, the tranquility and the peace, the absolute confidence, the heavenly atmosphere. It's unbelievable. It's like I am completely still and calm. If the world blows up, I don't care. It's like nothing... Moves me. Nothing affects me. Peace that is so deep, it's hard to explain. But you've, you, I, I know you've known it. All of us have. And now the word of God that I'm reading becomes so, so powerful. It washes me. And then what I do, I go back sometimes to what I read before, and it's like a, like new chapters. Now the reason I like to read the Bible before is because I, I believe I, I I get in faster. The presence of God comes faster. And now when the presence of Jesus is there, now sometimes I'll play I'll play some worship before that. But I have found that worship songs don't have the impact of the word. As great as they are. The Word of God, and Jean Guillon talking about that, that the Word of God is what is what really breaks you. In other words, it removes the hardness of the heart. That that hard grounds, you know, are gone with the Word. And so now you come to, to the labor. And now there's a cleansing, there's a washing. It's almost like a wave after wave after wave when the Word of God becomes so real to you, and at that time, when I pray the Psalms, the presence of God comes upon certain verses I'm reading, and I'm glued to that verse, and I and, and it becomes a part of me. It becomes it becomes me praying it, and there's a cleansing in that that is unbelievable. This is when the tears flow. This is when my, my prayer is so real, I can't even describe it to you. Like Jesus is, is so near and the Holy Ghost is speaking through me to the Lord himself. It's no longer the, f- the flesh or the mind even connected to it. And then you come to the, to, to, to the lampstand because that, that cleansing with the word is what allows you to go into the holy place. No way you can get into all the holy place till that happens. Now, in the holy place, the first thing thing that hits you is the light. The lampstand. It's an illumination of the mind and the heart that is heavenly and supernatural. It's like after the word washes you. Boy, I'm going to trample it into words. You begin to know His mind. Did it happen to you? I was just reading about that. Huh? I was just reading about that in 1 Corinthians. How if no flesh can understand God, it is the Holy Spirit in us. Once His reality becomes so real, it literally reads the Scriptures through us. Yes. It's amazing. His mind becomes our mind. It's amazing. There is an, an illuminating experience where now you know what He's thinking. It's amazing what He's saying, what He wants you to do, that's the lampstand. And the and the lampstand brings you into a great place of surrender. Because now that His mind becomes your mind, and there's that illuminating presence of the Lord that is just, oh, the God, how do you even describe it? Depth after depth, layer after layer of revelations, of his heart basically And you begin to see His beauty You begin to see Things come to you like Things you've read in the Bible Become so powerful at that moment It's like a, it's like the Holy Spirit brings it all to your remembrance Things you hadn't even read that day But you maybe you, you've read a week before Or a few days before Or maybe even before that And suddenly something comes alive In that moment, with that memory of a certain way, or a certain act of the Lord, or a certain uh, word He spoke in the Gospels, it hit me so hard one time, and I went into, ah, you know when the Lord forgave the woman caught in the very act, when He was... Riding on the ground, and and they were saying, you know, she was caught, and they wanted to know his answer, and he ignored them, and then he looked and said, he that is without sin. This happened to me more than once. I I became so overwhelmed with that moment because the heart of Jesus. Is in, that, is in that portion In a very deep love of Jesus Is in that portion Or when he Healed the leper And it says the Lord loved him That becomes It just comes, comes back to you Like with such power There is a scripture that is so amazing to me I don't even know If I can describe it And there's nothing said in it. It says in the book of Mark, Jesus is walking up the hill to Jerusalem, and it says they were amazed when they saw him. Remember that scripture? It says they were amazed. That hit me so hard years ago. I was there with them. I, I don't know how to say it. I became just as amazed, even though I wasn't there. Have you had that happen to you? I became so amazed by the Lord... At the lampstand, where I was illuminated, and suddenly I'm in that beautiful moment in the Bible, and He's walking up up it, and I'm behind Him with them, it's and I'm awed by His, by His beauty, by His, by His Majesty, by His majestic presence, and that's what happens at the lampstand. It's a, it's a moment of illumination where your mind becomes renewed. And I think this is what Paul meant when he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's a deeper uh, mental renewal than just brain or soulish mind or whatever. And now you go to, to, the, uh, to the table of showbread, where this is where you surrender your body as a living sacrifice. Because that's what the bread talks about. Bread means body. Jesus said, take it by body, remember? So, the 12 loaves of bread are symbolic of the whole nation of Israel. Every bread is a tribe. Bread is humanity. You alright? Yeah. Oh, why, why are you slowing down a little Curves Curves, okay Well, anyways Let me just get, get get back to what I was saying You want to say something about it? Well, yeah, so we go from Alright, so just so we can recap We go from the gate The curtains then huh? We Just to recap So now we go from the gates You go from the gate to the cross to the From cross. the cross to the word From the word to the lampstand Illumination And, and that illumination enables you to surrender At the table of showbread Beautiful Okay and now we surrender to the Lord. Every one of these of these of these moments is a beautiful roadmap that God has put in there. And then I come to the table of incense because the table of showbread is about surrender. Incense is about worship. But I have news for you. Worship is only possible by his intercessory office. Because the table of incense represents two things it represents his office of intercession and our worship therefore we cannot worship without his praying for us because his praying for us enables us to become worshipers because the flesh cannot worship nobody can worship on 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 his own Because worship is the work of the Holy Spirit He worships through us He's the worshiper May I add Jesus is the worshiper of heaven Because through him comes all worship to the Lord So when when we worship Our worship Comes to Jesus And through Jesus to the Father But, But it must be in the spirit though And I know this is maybe a little difficult for some of you to understand that, but God will reveal it to you in time. That altar of incense speaks of our worship to the Lord. And worship is that last step before the the glory comes. So, the presence of Jesus becomes real at the gate. Now the cross of Jesus becomes real. Now the word becomes real now his illumination takes place in in, in our hearts and there's depth and revelation now there's surrender of our lives totally where we, we literally offer our body as a living sacrifice and then we worship because you can't worship till your body's been offered how can you worship without that and then we come to the Ark of the Covenant and the Ark of the Covenant is the glory of God. Where God literally now begins to reveal His glory to us. We become connected. We become one. We, we move into that fellowship with the glory of God. It's all glory. And when we come out of that place, people will see Jesus in us. I was in Jerusalem years ago. 1970 77 Miss Koeman had passed away in 76 and Logos International had had Ms. Kuman, uh minister the healing services in Jerusalem at the Holy Spirit Conference first and second conference I spoke at the third conference I was 24 years old and dear uh, Dan Malachuk ran Logos International out of Jersey was the host. And all the greats of the charismatic renewal were there. And I was just starting in ministry. And I was in prayer. And I happened to come into the lobby after prayer. And Iverna Tompkins. You've probably never heard the name, Iverna Tompkins. Ivana Tompkins was Judson Cornwall's sister. She was a powerful woman of God. You can look up the name, Ivana Tompkins. And she was just a mighty woman of God. She was one of the speakers. She walks up to me. She did not know. I don't think who I was. She walks up to me. I was walking in the lobby in the afternoon. After I had been with the Lord. She And the the hotel we were at... Is is today's U.S. Embassy? Wow. They they turned the hotel into the U.S. Embassy now in Jerusalem. That's when Trump uh, brought the embassy to Jerusalem. They took that hotel over and turned it into the U.S. Embassy. In that hotel, which is now the U.S. Embassy, I met the Lord. I'm walking in the lobby, and I've heard walks up to me. And she, she looks at me. She says, I see Jesus in your eyes, young man. And walked away. I'll never forget that. But I wasn't thinking about that. But you see how people see that in you. Same thing happened to me in Buffalo, New York. When I was ministering for Tommy Reed. We were at a big hotel with a massive banquet. And I was walking in the, in the hallways getting ready for the service praying while people were eating in there and a lady walks up to me she looks at me and she says you're in a high place and walks away and I said uh, and as, as she's walking I said what did you say she said you're in a high place I can see it all over you and it's happened to me time and time and time again When people walked up to me and just saw it on my face I was on TBN one time And Ralph Wilkerson called me Right afterwards, I was with Paul and Jan Crouch He said, the spirit is in you It's all over your eyes He said, I was watching you tonight People see that, you know That's the presence of the Lord Jesus, sweetest darling, Jesus, I want that for each one of you. That is the roadmap. I just gave it to you. Lord, bring them there. Oh, blessed the Lord, bring them there. Let them experience every step, where Your presence becomes real at the gate, and Your precious blood becomes real at the altar, and Your wonderful Word becomes real at the altar. And your revelations become real at the lampstand. And their surrender becomes real at the table of showbread. And their worship becomes real at the altar of incense. And then you'll meet them in the Holy of Holies. And they'll come out and their life will change many, many lives. Use them in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. I probably enjoyed it more, more than you did. Alright you sweet people On this lovely Wednesday it's time to give to the Lord's work That he can bless you and anoint you and use you and increase you on every side So give it shall be given unto you Good man shall press down, shaken together, running over Shall man, shall man give into your bosom God uses man to bless you God uses man to bless you so amazing, it says into your bosom meaning you're actually sitting down and receiving it you give a seed in your hand and you receive it in your bosom, wow the harvest comes to your bosom to your lap, basically so it's time to give and watch how God will bless you, Lord, I pray you'll bless them bless them beyond their ability to receive your blessings increase them, give them wisdom give them great gifts and talents, give them ideas for business, in the name of Jesus, for your glory and honor and God's people said Amen alright, you can sow your seed right now, on the platform you're watching me on, to Benin Ministries, you can go to our website, benin.org you can text BHM 45777, you want to say goodbye? Bye. Thank you. Did you enjoy that? I love it. I love it. Well, all right, sweet people. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. I want to continue. Really, I want to continue talking about the presence of the Lord because it's something that every one of us needs so much, including me, by the way. Love you so much. Bye bye.